You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number seven. Ready, set, ooh, not yet. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. We are on episode number seven already. That's amazing. It's the final few weeks of summer, and I decided to pack it as full as I can. Going to a conference, spending some time working in the hospital. My son's turning 16, one six. I can't believe it. Just like yesterday, we were bringing him home from the hospital. School's starting soon, football's starting soon, and we added a new thing to our list of what we want to accomplish, at least in the next few weeks, and that's a local barbecue place to check out. If you're in Texas or have been here, barbecue is a big deal, and the more unique or obscure the barbecue location or uh, barbecue place, the more interesting. So I'll keep you posted on if it's worthy of your time and attention. Today's topic is ready, set, ooh, not yet. Has that ever happened to you? (laughs) Here's how it goes. We get excited about something, whatever it is, a plan, an event, an experience, a new change or a new routine or something we want to change about ourselves. It doesn't matter. Some it. And then we plan for it and think about it and daydream about it and imagine it and start to refine whatever our plan is. And it's all good and positive. It's out in the future. There may be challenges that come up, but we can overcome them. And that's part of refining our process. And then the time comes for it. And it's not quite how we imagined it. It maybe is too soon. Maybe we're not ready. Maybe something's not right. How we feel is not matching up with how we thought we would feel when it came or how we want to feel. Again, has this happened for you? It's happened to me several times. One time that easily comes to mind is when I was going overseas. So I graduated from college. I was studying abroad and all the planning in the future, it just looked wonderful. And then when it was time to leave, the reality set in. Change was going to happen and it was uncomfortable. So the distance that I was traveling, the cultural differences, the financial aspects, that all came to mind. So I was ready, I was set, and the time came, and there was a lot of hesitation. Even with recording this podcast, so we're at episode seven. I write the outline, I'm excited about it, I'm thinking about you all, looking to see how this can be of service to you, and I hit the record button, and oh, it's not right. It doesn't sound right. It's not coming. It's not coming out right. It's not flowing. (laughs) So... Any step into an unfamiliar territory 
is how this comes up for me. So whether it's a big step or a small step, it doesn't matter. What happens and why? First, a note. This is all a summary of my thinking around this. So it's based on experience. It's based on reading about it, attending workshops, going through other self-development things. And there are numerous people and organizations to credit for all of the information that they've provided, as well as some of the terminology. So I don't give credit to anyone in particular. There's lots of credit to give. All right, back to so what happens and why. This is all part of the wiring of our primitive brain. So any change signals threat, and it's threat to our safety and security. And this part of the brain not only wakes up, but it wakes up ready to attack. This part of our brain is meant to keep us the same. It doesn't want change. We are safe, we are fine, we don't need change, and in fact, it brings up a whole lot of thoughts to actively resist change. So then it becomes a battle between the primitive brain and our higher level of cognitive reasoning. So that part of us, that part of our mind that said that whatever it is was all good and planned for. And the closer we get to the change, the more active our primitive mind becomes. So it creates real and imagined threats and it amplifies them. It's kind of like somebody who wants our attention by grabbing our neck. All of a sudden we have these thoughts that arise about our mortality or our friends or family, what would happen what we may lose, or the cost of it, the financial costs, the physical costs, the emotional costs. And there's scarcity and finality created. Our mind starts to tell us we can never go back. It won't be the same. We shouldn't, we just shouldn't do it. And here's my favorite is when the thoughts come up about how it's going to risk the relationship. Well, what if I go and do something and then I outgrow my partner or my friends no longer understand me? So scarcity, and finality. With all of those thoughts, there can be added pressure from our loved ones who also want to protect us and let us off the hook. You don't have to do this. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You can stay. You don't need to change. It's all good. And what results is our activated primitive brain, our activated nervous system, and our mind that is spinning around with lots of thoughts. So what comes next is looking for comfort looking for ways to get these thoughts to stop, to get our primitive brain to just be quiet. It might come in the form of postponing our decision or changing our mind altogether or using food or alcohol or drugs to really just shut down that thinking or something else to soothe our nervous system, to try to get control of the thoughts or of the situation, even if it's temporary. Our primitive mind is intended to keep us safe and secure. So it's, it's the built-in hardwiring because the known is safer than the unknown. What complicates it on our journey to phenomenal is that we have good already. And it starts to bring in the question of, why do I want to mess that up? Why? I can just get along. I can be happy with what I have. Adding to... The known is a lot safer than the unknown. Other terms for our primitive brain or our primitive thinking are personal thinking or the inner gremlin or the saboteur. My favorite one is personal thinking. This isn't my term. I've heard and seen it in many places. 
So it's the automatic thoughts or the programming that comes up as a response to change. The qualities of personal thinking can be a sense of urgency, can be threatening or hostile, or just a swirl of thoughts that kind of bring in other thoughts that are intended to shut down any actions that we're going to change. It creates feelings of fear and doubt and uncertainty. It creates physical sensations of anxious symptoms. In the moment, it seems incredibly real, like it's all going to happen. Whatever thoughts came up, whatever scarcity, whatever fear came up, it's all going to happen. It also brings a sense that this is our truth. This must be what I really think or I really believe, and it must be correct because I'm thinking it. So I'll tell you, my personal thinking can pop up at any time, sometimes with very little provocation. It especially occurs when I'm tired, when I'm stepping outside my comfort zone, even just a little bit. So doing something new, personal thinking comes in. Wanting a change, personal thinking comes in. And here's what I've learned. Personal thinking is not me. That is not who I am. That is just part of the human experience. That is the natural hardwiring. We all have it, and we all experience it differently. So what's the normal response when personal thinking comes up? Wanting it to go away, like right now, or wanting to replace it or change it. Get rid of it, get something else. Get rid of it, get something else. And when I first started coaching, I was asked this a lot. Why can't I just get rid of it? Well, that's where the coaching comes in because it's not intuitive. So going back to the study abroad example, when it was time to leave, I couldn't stop focusing on the financial costs and the culture and how to adapt and how to manage the difference in climate that I was going to and how much I'll miss my family and thinking, what if something happens to them and I'm across the world, then what? So here are some mindset shifts for you to consider. Instead of focusing on getting rid of the personal thinking, or replacing it with other thinking. What if, one, we identify that this is just personal thinking. It's intended to keep us safe. Our nervous system is triggered. It's generated a lot of thoughts. Maybe it's generated some physical sensations. It's all personal thinking. So number two, take a deep breath. It sounds trivial, but it's amazing when you stretch the muscles of your chest, you stretch the diaphragm with a deep breath, you hold it for a few seconds, and then let it out, how much of a relaxing effect it can have. Try it right now. Take a deep breath. Hold it a few seconds. Is it possible to focus on anything else besides that breath? And now let it out. Number three, stop reacting to the personal thinking. It's there. That's about as deep as you need to go. So when all of these different thoughts came up about studying abroad, I could just say, yep, that's the personal thinking. It's here. I don't have to react to it. I don't have to resist it. I don't have to try and force it out of my head or force something else to take its place. I don't have to buy into it because it's fear-based and scarcity and not me. I can just choose to not believe it and allow it to be there. Number four, 
Know that the personal thinking is not you. This is not who you are. This is not how you react or respond or are part of the world. This is just primitive wiring that's meant to keep you safe and stagnant. It will pass. And it will pass sooner when we're not reacting or resisting it. Number five, shift your focus to the times or situations when you're your best self. So think about when are you your best self? Is it when you're in a certain place? Is it with somebody? Is it in a role that you play? So as a parent, as a leader, as an employee, whatever. When are you consistently able to access your best self? And then as your best self, what thoughts come to mind? Another way to think about it is if this is a loved one, so a loved one is sharing these thoughts that are coming up for them, how would you answer their personal thinking? So if a loved one said, I'm worried something's going to happen to my parents if I go abroad, how would you respond? Would you say something like, something could happen, but what's the likelihood? Or, something could happen, does it matter where you're located? Or, if something did happen, would you respond differently depending on where you're at? Or something else. (laughs) The goal of that shift is really to focus on who you are. And who you are is the person at your highest or best self that's accessing your wisdom. It's from that place of peace and calm. That's you. So allowing the personal thinking to pass is what opens up the present moment and opens up the future. And it gives space and time for your best self to come out. So it's your best self that made the decision for it and planned it and thought about the different pitfalls or things that could happen. As we started this episode, we talked about how when the time came for it, we may not feel how we thought we would or how we want to feel during it. And I think it's because we get caught up in the personal thinking. So allowing that personal thinking to pass is what allows us to really savor the experience. And that's what brings fulfillment. It isn't doing it that brings fulfillment. It's enjoying it and savoring it that really brings fulfillment. So instead of ready, set, uh, not yet, it becomes ready, set, okay, there's the personal thinking, I'm staying on track, and now it's time to go. No drama. We're staying in a place of peace and calm. We're remaining in control and in connection with the highest level of thinking. That's our wisdom. And we're enjoying the process. And the result is joy and fulfillment. So this is what shifts lives. This is what increases fulfillment. This is what keeps us moving on the journey to a phenomenal life. We made it. Another episode. Please help to grow this community of like-minded individuals. Share with your friends that this podcast exists. Leave an iTunes rating. 
leave an iTunes review. Your help is so appreciated. So I'm cheering for you. I'm thinking about you, sending a high five, and I'll see you next time.